You are listening to the Steadfast Life Podcast with Jake and Witt, where we take your questions and offer our answers. We're here to give you what you're looking for, whether that's value, entertainment, or just some laughs. I don't have great footed, footing here. I'm gonna drop down this rock a little bit. Yeah, I'm just out here hiking, climbing, and there's been something on my mind. So I saw this cool thing posted in a, a sports coaching Facebook group. And it was talking about a coach who's a basketball coach and he assigns the different shots that a player can take numbers from a nine being like a high percentage shot all the way down to a three, which he jokes around as a shot that only a third grader would take. And, you know, so the nine is going to be like an uncontested layup. And then he's got a seven. That's like, you've got some space and you're in your range. Then there's 50, 50 shots. And then there's the ones where it's like, there's nothing really available. You're just like throwing it up and hoping for the best. And the reason he calibrates things like this is he plays these games. <laughs> Rocks are falling down. He plays these games where the score is actually based on the nine through three number that's assigned to the different shots. And so if somebody takes a nine shot, they get nine points. Now, if it goes in, they get 11, but if it doesn't, they still get nine. If they're open for a three and they take it, even if they airball it, they get the seven because that he calls that a seven shot. And then of course, if they make it, they get 10. So you can kind of see there's a greater amount scored on the decision you made versus the outcome of that decision, whether it goes in the basket or not. And that's what he's trying to teach. He's trying to teach his players decision-making when they're out on the court. And he's trying to separate the decision-making skill from outcome, from like looking at the outcome all the time. And A, this is genius because I'm like, this is, gosh, this is something that's an amazing part of all of the life coaching we do where you're like, hey, I'm trying to decide if I should switch jobs or not. I don't know if this job that I'm in where I'm unhappy is, should I get happy in this job or should I look for something new? Is it time for me to move on? Am I quitting this thing, whether it's a relationship or a diet or, you know, a, a business, should I quit it because it's time to move on and it's the right move to make? Or am I avoiding something? Am I quitting? Am, am I trying to get out of the discomfort and move to something more comfortable? We're always trying to figure this stuff out in addition to all the little decisions that are in the way. Should I pay for Facebook ads? Should I not? Should I you know, date this person? Should I not? Like all, all the little things in between. Should I get upset about this thing that happened or, or should I accept what happened? And I think we get caught up a lot of times trying to figure out what's the right choice. We're basing our decision on the outcome and it's really nerve wracking because even a good basketball player is going to miss a bunch of shots and so if you're like oh it's only a good shot if it goes in that kind of leads to this all or nothing sort of perfectionist mindset whereas if you're deciding because it's a good decision knowing that a lot of times even good decisions don't have the outcome that you want it's a much healthier place to look at this from it reminds me of another hero of mine victor frankel who was describing being in the Nazi concentration camps and how often he would have to choose line A or line B. And then the rumors would sp spread around the camp that one line led to life and the other li line led to death. And, and then there would be people who were whispering amongst each other about which line was correct. Oh no, we're in line A, but I know that line B is a good one. We gotta switch to line B. But they might be in these lines for hours waiting until they found out. And it was actually a technique intended to torture. It, it was tended to have them second guessing, wondering which one is right, which one is wrong, and getting caught in the outcome, making the decision based on the outcome. And Viktor Frankl, he, he chose to stop second guessing. 
he just always picked a line and whichever line he was in, he was like, I'm done. And the reason he did this was not because he thought it would be right. It was because he wanted to elevate his experience of choosing. He's like, look, I have very limited experiences available to me in this concentration camp. And so some of the things that he did was assign meaning to his suffering. He, he gave purpose to his life in what went on even within the camp. He decided that his life could be full of meaning and purpose. And, and another one was that he was not going to ruin his, his experience of choosing if choosing was what he was going to be doing a lot with his life. And so he just, he made that decision. I will not let them take from me the experience of making this choice. Really powerful mindset to take on. And so if we look at how that might translate into application, one of the things that Witt and I like to talk about is, is when you're looking at choice A, choice B, first of all, finding out there are more choices, but if it does come down to a choice A, choice B, like which way am I gonna go here? Really not making a cons list. We like to do pros versus cons. What's the good part of this versus the bad part of this? But then you're trying to guess, well, which one's gonna happen? The good part of this one or the bad part of this one or the bad part of this one? The good, you're really, that's very outcome focused. Okay, what, you know, what does the future hold? Which is a really anxiety producing experience of choosing. And so the other side of this is simply to look at the pros only. What's good about choice A? What's good about choice B? Which one do I want to get behind without second guessing ever? And I say, okay, this is the choice and these are the reasons why I chose it and I love those reasons and I'm going to pursue them and I'm going to believe that that's what happens. Now, maybe you're right, maybe you're wrong, but at least you know why you chose. And this is going to benefit you in two ways. One is like Viktor Frankl was talking about, it elevates your experience of choosing. So your, your choice isn't full of second guessing. You feel like, yes, I'm a mover and I can just go through my business, my relationship, my food choices, whatever it is. I'm going to move through them quickly. I'm going to decide and move on. And your experience is better. Also though, it makes the evaluation easier because now you're evaluating, do I like how I chose, which is way more in your control than do I like how it turned out which is often out of your control. And so you can actually increase your skill of choosing. You can evaluate and adjust your 1% of how you chose because you didn't get caught up in this is either a good decision or a bad decision based on the outcome. So that was, that's what got me inspired. I really, really was impressed by the coach and this idea in sports. And man, it just lit me up thinking of how it might relate to real life, like seeing that idea of how do you coach the decision outside of the outcome? How do you detach the decision from the outcome and how do you build your skill of choosing, your skill of deciding? Double important when you keep in mind that beliefs, thoughts are chosen. And so now you're looking less, you're kind of free from this idea of which belief is true, which belief is going to be shown to be accurate in the future in a place that I can't know right now. I, it cannot be known in the present, yet I need to make a choice of what I'm going to believe and move forward, seeing that, oh, I'm, I'm good at choosing. I'm good at knowing why I chose and knowing that it was a choice. Because when you get to the end and you're like, oh, dang it, this didn't go the way that I wanted, you're like, oh, I'm so stupid. You're like, no, I know why I chose. Sometimes it goes my way, sometimes it doesn't. It doesn't. Let me evaluate and I can adjust the way that I choose. Or you do get the outcome and you can say, oh, sweet, let me really dial in and see what it was about my process of choosing that led me to this place. Maybe I can replicate that or at least elevate my odds of being successful again in the future. So that's it. Just feeling inspired out here climbing around, hiking in Texas. 
and uh, saw this cool little, I'm in this cool little cave. Thought you guys would want to check it out. Look at that, pretty neat, huh? This is what I'm, I'm inside of, good stuff. So yeah, go out, go out and make, make good choices. As Whit and I have embarked on this journey of making our own change and helping clients do the same, one thing that we've noticed is that the change that's really worth making is usually not a one and done kind of thing. That the key factor is the ability to do it daily, to be consistent, to remain steadfast. We believe this so much that we have named our company after it and we've created a program intentionally designed to build your consistency. We want to build your consistency to trust yourself, so we called it Trust You. If you're ready to become the person that doesn't just renew your mind, but renews your mind daily, head over to steadfastlifecoaching.com and check it out.